Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers episode 387, the box office report for the week ending June 17th, 2018. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, and MDK. 387. What? You've never heard of that? No. A 387? I've heard of 187 as the code for murder. It's like if you kill 200 more people. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So, like jo- so like Jonestown yeah. was a 387. I see. Right? So <clears throat> that's how that works. There you go. But I don't know if they do that in French Guiana. Hmm. Is that where that happened? Yes. Guiana. I, well, there's Guiana and there's French Guiana. Mm-hmm. I believe it's French Guiana. Yeah, because the French always script everything. So I just figured it almost had to be French Guiana. Really? Because they figured out potatoes. <laughs> that's the Irish. You shut your not, poor mouth. Not, not, <laughs> not Palm Fritz, friends. There's there's only one thing the Irish really have going for them, and it's potatoes. <laughs> no, it's boiling water. <laughs> I think anybody, I think everybody's figured out how to boil no, but water. No, they seem to like mastered it. <laughs> you got what you got there? Cabbage? Hey, give me that. What you got there? Corned beef? Hey, give me that. Throw it in. <laughs> we'll make a soup. I'm part Irish. I could say these things. Yes. Ah, it all makes sense. Yes. The Irish are not known for their culinary delights. <laughs> I only inherited my skin tone from the Irish, so I don't have much to say on it. But I uh, inherited my skin tone and uh, my bad poetry. Mm. Yeah. Are they known as bad poets? I don't know. Every I, I don't know. I guess in, every Irish poet I've read seems pretty bad, but then at the same time, pretty much every poet I've read seems pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you I just don't like poetry. Maybe I just don't like poetry. I, I, should, stop, I should stop blaming this on the Irish. Hello, Hello Rob. <laughs> Okay, although Robert Frost, that was a massive eye roll. Yeah. It was just like, oh, God. Now, is Bono Irish? Yeah. Could he be considered? I mean, musicians, they're writing. Is that a poet if you're a songwriter? I think a lyricist in a band is a form of poetry. Pretty pretty close, at least. Yeah. yeah. There's a documentary about his songwriting style, and it was pretty fascinating. I think it was in celebration of... um, like the 30 year of Octung Baby. So right. it came out a few years ago. And it was, I don't know, something like how he writes from 30,000 feet above. And he like kind of, like he has a, a, a sort of just a little bit of a song and then they write the music and then he has to like figure out the rest of the lyrics. So he just kind of scats his way through right. some of the lyrics. Like David Lee Roth. And then, yeah. We're done. Bozdy, bozdy, bop. Diddy, bop. Sorry. And then, so, and then and he'd be like, "Booze, booze, bop, titties." Like that's yeah. that's how David Lee Roth writes. <laughs> Where's my sword? Um, but so then he like just sort of figures it out, and then you know he's like, "It's kind of a dangerous way to write." And I was like, "Well, no, no I, I mean, I don't think there's actual danger involved." Bottom, right? But I don't think, I think anybody's ever. Okay. I don't think anybody's ever been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh oh. But um, so he sort of like has just some like. Generic or, or rhymes and stuff like that. Then he slowly like develops the song around. But it, I mean, it seems to work a lot of times. I mean, so, not so much recently, but yeah. you know, how many bands are still putting out like top tier music thirty years in? <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough, and it's it's tough because you know 
I understand and that I, they want to do it yeah. live. And I guess when I say top tier, I guess I mean top tier and still commercially relevant. I'll tell you, you know who who is I think figured out the formula is the Rolling Stones. And here's how they do it. They don't usually do albums. They'll just do like a song. Yeah. Hmm. You know, like Doom and Gloom. Yeah. But who played that? That it was did that chart? Was that on the radio? No, no, know. no. It was like and it was just like a included on one of their latest greatest hits because right. they have like seven. Sure, yeah. But it's one of those things it's like so they're able to do like good new music. They just don't do as much of it. And I think honestly, that's probably an okay way to go because yeah. you can slip that into the set list. Right. It's for those who are interested, it'll be good. Man, I saw Bob Seger, and it wasn't even that the songs were bad, but it was like he's working a new record, and he's like, I swear to Christ, I think he played like six, seven yeah. songs off of it. I was it. just going to say, and I'm that's like, yeah. the worst. You were doing yourself a disservice yes. at that point, because the first song you played, I was like, hey, this is a pretty good song. I should check this album out. The second song you played, yeah. I'm like, that's not a bad song. Like that, like Maybe if on a second listen yeah. where I can really make out the lyrics, by the sixth song, I'm like... I want to stab you and end your <laughs> yeah. bloodline. Yeah. Like, I just, like... Two's the limit. Yeah. I, I say you no can come more back later. later. Yeah. Sneak another one in later. Well, yeah, he just didn't necessarily barrage. do six in a row, but, 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 but six is six is too way many. too many it's, for anybody. Yeah. Although, as the con- as as a concert promoter, I wasn't for this particular show, but I'm like, when they play new songs, I'm like, cha-ching. Oh, yeah. Beer sales. You're making money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when point. they buy the beer. But it's, I mean, uh, we saw the cult, and I saw them, like, at the... Roseland Ballroom in New York, and they did the the Electric album in its entirety, and then the Greatest Hits, amazing show. Yeah, and then we see them, and I saw them at you know the pageant a few years ago, or quite a few years ago. It was a great show. So they were coming back, and I'm you know we told some friends of ours, I'm like, yeah, go. It's so they sound so good. They're tight. He's his voice is great. And then they started doing some new stuff, and then you know the uh, Billy Duffy, the guitarist, sits down. <laughs> and I'm like, even the guitarist is bored. <laughs> he sat down. <laughs> when your guitarist yeah. sits down, not a good sign. Let's yeah. ditch some of the news. Like, do one, yeah, or two. I think two, especially if you know you're a band that aren't, you're not going to really have radio singles and produce hits. Yeah, like the Colts got to know nobody's playing this on the radio. No, this, these songs aren't going to become hits. No, you know what I mean. So like two, I think yeah. two's your number. No, we were at four. Oof. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's the worst. It really yeah. is when you're just like waiting for the good songs. And then by the time it's done and they've sprinkled in three songs that you wanted to hear, it's, yeah. it's over. And what do you, you know? Well, it is uh, ironically the like the, the fifth song would be like Firewoman and and the guitar is like jumped up. Yeah. Like even he was like, yay. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Something the crowd cares about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. That well, part. We should uh, probably go around the table and introduce ourselves. This is Dan. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. As you can tell by the fact that we talked about music and no one shoehorned in a wrestling reference, uh, <laughs> Joe's not with us this week. Remember when Rowdy Rowdy Piper <laughs> played his bagpipes in the you squared know, circle? Captain Lou Albano <laughs> made a great album with Sidney Lauper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's all I can come up with. Yeah. That's all I got. Oh, Fozzie. Yeah, oh, that's true. There's yeah. the Fozzie band. Waka Waka. Oh, never mind. No, that's Sorry. a different Fozzie. So, uh, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can also uh, join the League of Show Sharers at facebook.com slash real spoilers. Uh, people that were kind enough to share the show this week, Librarian Cynthia, Chris James, Jason Herndon, Brent Smith, Timmy Tuzunes, Chris Sanders, Jason Weesey, Travis Tewitt, Tom Comiskey, Griffin Fox Smith, Julianne Jordan, Richard Lawson, 
Tammy Sherman Powers, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, Ralph Tribble, Lane Levanway, Jason Michael, Troy Anspaw, and Chris Magic Man. So uh, thanks for doing that. We really appreciate it. It's nice to help get the words out and maybe add a listener or two occasionally. Also, don't forget, um, if you just can't get enough of us, uh, we have a Patreon account. You can go to patreon.com slash real spoilers, kick in as little as five bucks a month, and you will get all sorts of bonus content uh, for your ears. So there's uh, all of our housekeeping. I guess we can turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin? I do, Tom. And I just wanted, before we get into the official numbers, I do want to say that Avengers Infinity War, uh, their domestic take has officially passed Justice League's worldwide total. <laughs> So surprise their opening weekend didn't I I know so eight eight weeks it took it to but I mean you know domestic versus worldwide and you know that move it's it's made over two billion dollars as we'll get into but yeah. uh yeah just the domestic alone it's 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 so sad when you think about it and and like again we want good DC movies absolutely and and the fact that you made a Justice League movie not you Tom I mean I I, I didn't don't hold me responsible yeah I'm sorry I'll I, take the paycheck but yeah. not the blame. But, uh, you know, I mean, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, the fact that we got all these heroes on the big screen together and the domestic take for Avengers beat it. It's just it's still mind boggling. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace, that Justice League uh, box office total. But uh, it doesn't seem like they're stopping anytime soon. I don't know what they're. (laughs) I feel like they would bail on this and try and start it over were it not for Wonder Woman. Uh, Yes. Which is why we saw some Wonder Woman picks this week. Yeah. yeah. Just but because they're like, just get something out there related to Wonder just Woman. Just get something out there where they won't mock us. Is it but, Steve Rogers and, and New Balance? Great. Yeah. <laughs> how, I mean, how do they not just reboot it? And I mean, even just say, oh, Wonder Woman exists or, or reboot it, but that story is part of you know the old universe but you know still gal gadot still you know yeah like ah, i just don't understand why they wouldn't they have to be sick of hearing everybody trash them it's just and yeah. the money i mean again they could be making yeah. two billion worldwide and they make whatever 700 million yeah but they they also at the same time are like you know what we should do two separate joker movies <sighs> with two different people that's a great idea it's like, it's almost like they're 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 a B testing their franchise. Yes, we're gonna put out two Joker movies with two different people, and whichever one you like, that's the one we'll make more of. Ugh. And screw the other guy. I'm, I can't believe the actors are agreeing to it. Like you're really setting them up to fail. I, I'm I'm excited for the Joaquin Phoenix Joker origin, whatever. I mean, I think Joaquin Phoenix is one of the greatest actors out there. Uh, I mean, I'm interested in that. But the fact that they're giving Jared Leto his own Joker movie, yeah. After what we've seen of him, I, I that's unbelievable to me. I know there's some people that like it, some, but I wonder if they're trying to backdoor into into a reboot that mm. like oh they're, they're backdoor yeah yeah <laughs> so, yeah uh, without consent. Um, but I I wonder if like the 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 Joaquin Phoenix Joker is like if that clicks and it's darker and more grounded and serious, we'll get we'll take get him a, over. And we'll get main. a Batman in that world and then move forward. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. And you know who else doesn't know? Yeah, DC. (laughs) DC and Warner Brothers. Yeah, they don't know either. You know, maybe the only reason they're not scrapping it is because 
Aquaman's coming out. I think. I mean, I'm. I, I believe it's this year. As I think, as little next. It's on the year. cover I, of Entertainment yeah, Weekly. Yeah, so it's got to be coming out soon. But I again, I have just have no interest in even when yeah. exactly it comes out. But yeah. I think that's November of of this year. So if Do they you, reboot it now, then it'd be like, oh, we're rebooting, and we have a movie coming out in November. Like it's done. So right. I, I wonder if they're going to stop production on anything else maybe wonder woman will be a part of the other the new universe or whatever and maybe after aquaman they go hey i don't know it's, it's a hot mess it is do you guys think um i'm going out on a limb here but do you think aquaman will actually be in the water this time <laughs> <laughs> well according to ew unless it was just for the photo shoots uh the photo shoots were basically jason momoa naked and soaking wet in water you know um but actually, uh, in the water, right. not not just standing the on, the, on in the shore, <laughs> yeah. you know, getting splashed in slow yeah. motion. Hopefully, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it, but yeah, every single photo shoot, like it, it's it's just a little ridiculous. Go look at EW if you care to, but it's like every character is just like water dripping off of them. <laughs> you know, it's like it's bizarre. But anyway, uh, this weekend though, talking about uh, movies that are in the top ten and making money, Incredibles too. How about that? The movie of the week. What a shocker. $170 million. Wow. I mean, that's even higher than they estimated. I, I saw uh, early estimates were 130 to 140. So, okay. so now they're saying 170. I think uh, this was a great weekend for them. I think, yeah. like, for an animated feature, it's um, this is a good, uh, it's a good Father's Day excursion. Definitely. You, you know what I mean? Like, this is a movie that... A lot of dads are going to be, you know, it's not like trying to drag dad to see Frozen. Right. Um, as great as Frozen was, but you know what I mean? But yeah. a lot of dads are going to be like, eh. but for the Incredibles and, you know, dads probably are familiar with the franchise and probably like the first one. I think it's it's a much easier sell. And then I think it's a nice bait and switch. And then mom's like, hi, yeah, the women are getting are in charge and you're running the show. Yeah. You know, it's interesting <laughs> how the story flips that. And then yeah. dad's at home with the kids in the in the movie and, and we'll get into it. But those are like, you know, him at home with the kids. That's some of the most entertaining stuff in the movie. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting how they kind of flip the roles and especially for the time period that Incredibles is set in. Yeah. Um, but I agree. It's a it's for the whole family. I mean, it was really neat seeing the crowd <clears throat> show up and how diverse the crowd was. Right. You know, from kids to adults and yeah really neat so 170 million dollars fantastic for them i don't have a budget on it i mean i know it's got to be around 200 i mean that, isn't that with the animated the, stuff the especially big, the top tier the stuff. big stuff yeah, yeah so it's I, a despicables they turn those out for about 80 90 million yeah they do yeah, I mean, yeah those, it's they, and they make a billion it's yeah. insane um so anyway yeah uh, we'll see uh, what that does and if we get a budget on it but yeah big opening weekend for them Number two, Ocean's 8, the movie from two weeks ago uh, that we did not cover, but, uh, yeah, only took a 51% drop, so obviously some good word of mouth there. $20.5 million this weekend brings it up to $80 million domestically. Um, I, it had a $70 million budget, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's cracking that. Uh, it has about 20 overseas, so not too much there yet, but... Uh, yeah, it's making. But they've got all that ancillary revenue from the Ocean's 8 action, action figures. figures yeah. Oh, wait, they'd be dolls because they're girls. Oh, I don't think you can say that anymore. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> right? Watching. Dan, can you say that? Girls only play with dolls? I don't think. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can say that. I've just been watching the toys that made us. That's what they keep yes. telling me. Action figures are for boys. Dolls are mm. for girls. They, yeah, and they made up action figures. Yeah, it was... Com- uh, <laughs> to not they, call them dolls. Yeah, because right? yeah. of G.I. Yeah. Joe. They, was, it was, they were like... It was 12 inches, and they were like, that's a doll. Boys aren't going to play with it. It's yeah. a doll. And yeah. so... 
they had to come it's up great. with. Great. I mean, it's marketing. They were yeah. like, what do we call it? And they Action just, figures. They didn't just call it like a, you know, they could have just gone like with the one word like figure. Right. You know, but they're like action figure. I love it how when you. Because like, of all the multiple points of right. articulation. Like on its own, like action figure doesn't sound that like that masculine, but you always think of it as like action figure. You know, just you the way they say it like that. Well, and, <laughs> and you don't you don't necessarily think of it like that because it's always been in existence, right? Yeah. It's yeah. all you've always referred to those as action figures. It's yeah. just it's almost all one word, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And but in 1962 or whenever, you know, you showed somebody something like that, and it was a Barbie doll. Right. Oh, it's a boy Barbie doll. Yeah. And so, so like the commercials and everything had to play have, it up as this is an yeah. action figure, right? Get they, your GI Joe rumbling action figures, yeah. whatever you know, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, so Ocean's I've, 8. Oh. I've also been watching, if you like the, to- the toys that made us, uh, you might want to check out the sex toys that made us. It's, uh... I what? Dan, what are we... What? <laughs> just getting it ready. I just I just got uh, to the one about the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Moving on. Once the, once the like, rocket hits. I have more. I can get no. him a rocket shake out of you no. if you have a one. No, I was just... <laughs> As you know, uh, I'm checking parliamentary procedure. As soon as the mi- the rocket hits the it's, mic, it's hit. It's cl- yeah, end of discussion. A, that was a hit. Yeah, moving on. It wasn't That's... even a shake. It was just like, no. Yep. I didn't even get to talk about the no. pocket pussy episode. No. no that, see, that... <laughs> Although, I mean, that, that, I mean, I don't know. I, I remember seeing that at the theaters with my parents and I, not even having the insight into, like, I was older. But I should have looked at them like when they were order- ordering the tickets just to be like, what, what? what are you what? talking about? Octopussy. No, I no said, he said pockets. I said oh. pocket pussy. <laughs> he actually <laughs> said something. I, I was like, <laughs> wait, what no, are you talking I you about? Octopus, because I was thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you told us the death trap story, but not this. <laughs> so, so, I, so I have to say, like, because I didn't grow up in that era. And of course, I know the movie now. And, the and, era of pocket pussies? No. You're living in it, buddy. <laughs> Octopussy. Yeah. So when that came out, how did people react to it? And did they know what they were I think doing? Everybody like, tried to maintain some composure. Like you know, this wasn't mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. yeah. Were they trying to play off Pussycat and that, or were they? I mean, I just am trying to think of the mindset of why they it's, named that character Octopussy. It's so yeah, it's so weird. That movie is also very. Uh, I have not seen it in a long time, so I'd have to see it again. Uh, but is that the one with the white Ferrari? Is no, that was? that was a Lotus. Okay, and that was the Spy Who Loved Me. Okay, I remember having that <clears throat> little toy, the little Hot Wheel, the that one that you awesome. know. And oh, the it, pocket pussy, the, yes. the one that, <laughs> the one that the little fins shot out of. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. It was very cool. It was an awesome car. It was. It wasn't uh, the toy that was shooting. Uh, <laughs> didn't <laughs> didn't start off white. Stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yes, I I do think. I mean, it started early on in uh, with Pussy Galore. Yeah, I mean, they've all... Honey Rider. Honey Rider yeah. is the first Ursula Andress comes out of the the water, and her name is Honey Rider. Yeah, I you know I don't think that kids understand how smart Austin Powers is. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of vagina is the yeah. parody yeah. of Pussy Galore. Oh, yeah. But like when you're a kid, you know, and especially like because you were older. But like when I was a kid, seeing Austin Powers in '97, I think when it came out, like I didn't understand the James Bond reference. Right, but it's just all the parodies that they're doing throughout that series. Are I actually so watched that movie about two or three months ago with Austin my, Powers. Yeah, same here with how my 13 year old because I yeah. was like, that's the right age. Yeah, you know, I agree totally holds up a- yeah. absolutely katie and i just watched yeah. the same thing like a couple months ago and i'm like wow i thought that maybe this would have kind of 
just like led to just obscurity. Especially and... after he kind of crapped the bed with Love Guru, which I honestly didn't think was as bad as people made it out to no, be. I think but, people were just aiming for him. Yeah. No, but, I think it's better than the Sandler's, the stuff Sandler oh, puts yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think it was just it reeked of trying too hard. Like he was trying too hard to have another Austin Powers type yes. character, yeah. and so once people went in kind of with that level of expectation, it needs to be twice as funny, right? And yes. so, and it just and it wasn't. But because the theater I saw it with, people were laughing. So when people were like, "There wasn't one laugh in the movie," I'm like, "The theater I was in was laughing." I don't know what you're talking right. about. Yeah, right. they, a lot of them were cheap laughs, but they were laughing. But yeah, I was uh, really surprised at how how well. That first, I, I didn't. I haven't watched the other two. Yeah. I didn't like the third one at all. But the third one, third uh, one, third one, whole third one. I mean, maybe it was because of the age that I was when it came out. But the third one I just watched recently, and that had so many quotable lines that people, at least around me, I mean, everyone mm-hmm. was quoting Goldmember. Like that movie is the most quotable of the three. So mm-hmm. it may be like an age discrepancy, but I couldn't believe like it was actually pretty funny. And again, it could be a nostalgia thing. Yeah, some of it was. I just got too creeped out with the guy that kept eating his own. Skin. Yeah. yeah, like that was just like, oh, this is yeah. funny. It's it, gross. Yeah, I mean the third one definitely. They're you know they've got the cameos of Tom Cruise, yeah. and Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and, I kept seeing the stuff and I'm like, wow, I just couldn't even yeah. believe how much stuff they threw in that movie. And so I was like, wow, this is actually pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I did they? I heard they were making a fourth one at some point for the longest time. Yeah. it's been in development, yeah. and maybe it still is. And I Vern don't know. Troyer's dead now, which is a bummer. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean that's that's too yeah. bad they couldn't get it made if they're going to or if they were ever going to. You know. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know if you can. I mean, can you recast Mini Me? No, like he's like. No way. I mean, it's pretty much his only role, but like it's right. pretty. He's pretty damn memorable. Oh, he's. It. I mean, yeah, he was. He has to be one of the. I mean, if you think about the little person actors on the big screen, right, right, and and sir, there's a lot of them that have had cameos, or there's Kenny Baker who you never see. He's right, inside, you know, but. Mini Me, Vern Troyer, you have to think that has to be one of the most mainstream. Not like, oh, it's one of the Lollipop Guild members. Like, right. you know, everyone knows Vern Troyer, yeah. Mini Me. I, I just yeah. think that he really puts, you know, before there was Peter Dinklage, there was Vern Troyer. Billy Barty. But yeah, see, I don't even, I don't yeah. even know. I, the name sounds familiar, but who? Billy Barty. Um, gosh, he was, it was Twicky. He was he he was basically the go to little guy yeah, yeah all the way through time. the seventies and the eighties. Gotcha. Was was Billy Barty. Is that the it was he the guy that was the uh spy in uh foul play? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The the vec, the, the salesman? Yeah. The the Oh yeah, he wasn't a spy. He, he, he was, was a salesman. He wasn't yeah. the, the, they thought yeah. he was a spy, right? Yeah, he was a salesman. Yeah. But he was in uh, but he also what was interesting about Billy Barty is he was always like behind a lot of heavy latex and makeup and always like the dressed up character. Like yeah. he was in the He Man movie and stuff like that. And he had a very distinctive voice too. Yeah. Um he had a very cartoonish voice. So his voice he did a lot of voice work. But he also had a lot of like non uh makeup roles like that yeah and what he would be like the peter dinklage right of the 70s and 80s yeah he was yeah. He, he uh and he was in a, like a lot of the variety shows that they'd be like and billy barty and yeah he, you know that's right yeah that name i it, it's come up in so many pop culture references yeah. like i've heard that because people yeah. say it he was like, kind of the most famous little person yeah yeah, yeah I mean, he I was mean, it for, for a long time like that was if you said name two, people would say Billy Barty and then stall out. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, that's I, I think that is sad, though, that they didn't get something together for Vern Troyer. But eh, we'll see if that ever happens. I think it will be sad to see him dressed up like Austin Powers now. 
That's why I Mike, think he probably realizes that yeah. too. Yeah, it would almost have to be part of the joke, <clears throat> yeah. like that he's gone Gotten to seed or something. Like I just think, well, I would have him like not be uh, like open with the movie and him like trying to be like just normal clothes guy, yeah. <laughs> and like it just seemed wrong. Like, yeah, you know, he's he, in just regular like slacks. Plus, he should have <laughs> adapted to the time change by right. now. It's been twenty twenty five years. And have that be the thing. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know what? We might have an idea here. Let's pitch the pitch the guys maybe over the at New joke, Line. Mowing the lawn. Maybe the joke is that he's like a super feminist now. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and he's appalled yeah. at anybody. Else. And his dad, Michael Caine, is like yeah. totally against that. Oh wow! So moving on to number three, tag. Did you see tag? I did. Okay, how is it? Uh. It's okay. It coasts by on the charm of the cast, which is considerable. It's John Hamm, Ed Helms, Hannibal Burris, uh, uh, Jake Johnson mm-hmm. from New Girl. Uh, it's I mean, so it's a it's a really uh, Jake Johnson like, from the Mummy reboot. Yes, yes, <laughs> or from New Girl. Uh, <laughs> no. Isla Fisher. So it's a it, yeah. it's a really really solid cast. I just thought it would have been a little funnier. Yeah, like I thought like there would have been more jokes that landed. And and so that was a little frustrating, but it it was it was a great cast, and they had a lot of chemistry. It was fun to watch them, but I wish it had been funnier. Yeah. Did you say Jeremy Renner? Oh yeah, he's, yeah. He's like the main one that they're all trying to tag, right? He's never been tagged, yeah. and so and this is based on a true story. It is based is on a true so, story. So bizarre. Inspired by a true right. story, uh, so sure. super loosely based. But yeah. at the end, you see the footage of the actual guys, tag. and uh, and it's pretty cool. And they did do some of. This crazy stuff. They would dress up in costumes and sneak up on each other. Oh, and my gosh. Like, yeah. And so... Um, like, is it... Okay, if you're going out, like, let's say you have movie pass, so it's free for you. Like, is it totally worth, a, like, a, just a Friday night out to the movies? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just yeah. for entertainment. You, yeah. You're not going to probably buy it or watch it again, but it's right. fun enough to... Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, that made $14.8 million opening weekend, so I don't have a budget on it. It does have a pretty... Oh, I do. $28 million. So that's actually not bad. That's pretty cheap. It's got like, a pretty healthy cast on it. So. Yeah. I guess none of them, though, have ever really been bankable film actors. Yeah. I guess I'm, they have points on it, too. I mean, with that many people just divvying it up, plus yeah. the catering bill, I mean, that's... You know, they're hoping that it's going to be a success. Yeah, because but you figure John Hamm, for all of his celebrity status and hit TV show, he's never really top lined a hit movie. He's never sold a movie. Like yeah, the, like, and Ed know. Helms has been in some Ed hit Helms movies. Ed Helms is probably the most bankable of the, the like yeah. this for the comedy group. But even then, I don't know that Ed Helms gets people in the theaters. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. Anybody's like said, let's go see the new Ed Helms movie. Yeah, it's interesting. And I and he's tried. Didn't he? Re, was he vacation? They tried to reboot with him. And yeah, which was mm-hmm. decent. You know, it certainly wasn't his fault. I thought he was great casting for uh, an adult Rusty. Yeah. yeah, you know. So anyway, uh, but eighteen million on a twenty-eight million dollar budget. So we'll see how that sticks around in the coming weeks. Number four, Solo, a Star Wars story. That one's still sticking around. $9 million. Is that, is that what we're going to call it? Sticking around? <laughs> it's, it's still hanging on. I mean, it's it's not it, it's not making what they want it to. But, that's for sure. But 43% drop this week. Uh, that's a $9 million take that brings it to $192 million domestic. Um, what did you guys... I, I did not listen to the episode. What did you guys think of that? I liked it. I thought it was fun. I saw it three times. I thought it was really good. Okay. I haven't met a single person who has not liked this movie. It's just yeah. the internet. Yes, it, it's yeah. the thing. It's, like, I, like, I'm like, it has to be because, like, we we had uh, we saw 
some family last week and, and my uncle was like, oh, I heard it's, you know, maybe it's fatigue. And, and everybody who saw it was like, it's a lot of fun. Hence the box office. It's the loudest voices that yeah, are saying how bad it is. But if, if people, if, if especially casual audiences, I mean, obviously the super nerds, we had a discussion on this last week and yeah. then we found the articles to back it. There's a bunch yeah. of people talking about the toxic fans and everything. Yes. But if the casual viewers that don't have this, you know, vendetta against it for whatever reason, if, if you go and see it, it's a fun movie. You're not going to be like, that was just boring. And like, it's very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Like, I said, I, I go, honestly, for pure fun, it's probably the most pure fun, just simply for the sake of itself. Since A New Hope. Since one. Since one. That's the same. Then, same thing I said when I got out of it. I tweeted yeah. that. I'm like, this is the most fun since A New yeah. Hope. Like, the other ones, are, there may be better ones, but yes. like, just, just the oh, fun absolutely. fantasy yeah. escape. It like, didn't try to do anything. Like, A New Hope came up, and yes, uh, I know George Lucas in his head had a lot of ambition. Right. It, and it's amazing, and it's in hindsight, but- also, the movie was contained, like, if that was it, if that was the only thing you ever saw, it was like, that was fun. You were fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's Star how Wars. this was. I was like, hey. And as, as much as I like Star Wars, some of them more than others, but like, and I've liked the, the new stuff they've been doing, mm-hmm. but how fun have they been? Right, you know what I mean. Right. Like they're they're so concerned about the mythology yes. and the and the, and the, the well, especially the, the seriousness last one. and the I mean it's yeah. a pretty serious. And, and yeah, well, the, they're carrying so much weight of Rogue, everything. Like they're carrying the Rogue weight of everything even. before it. I mean, Rogue, yeah. Rogue, I mean, Rogue. but I mean, yeah. you're right. But like Last Jedi is Episode Eight. It's the yes. eighth one, yeah. and they have to. You know, that's the penultimate film in the entire saga, and yeah. they have to. You know, they have to make everyone happy. They have to try to appease the fans and carry that mythology, right. and then set it up for the final. It's yeah. yeah, it's it's I I don't know, and and I do worry that they're gonna maybe start to second guess things like doing a, a, a an Obi Wan movie or a Boba Fett movie, and it's like I think there's an ability to do those, and maybe depending what this Fox Disney deal happens, they might look at long form storytelling, like a miniseries for Boba Fett, right? Might be better. Because they can make it a smaller, tighter, more handheld. You know what I mean? Right. More grittier. And they might focus on doing stuff like that because if this... The reaction from everybody has been, oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I it's, I think it'd be... A, I mean, I think they have to be second-guessing going back to the well for, for well, favorite characters yeah. because... Because yeah. yeah. if Han Solo can't top-line right. a film, who can? Then Boba Fett or right. you know, yeah. Obi-Wan. What do you do? I mean, I, w- I want those movies, but I mean, they yeah. have to be thinking that it's just with this kind of reaction, why? Why do it to, to lose money and, yeah. uh, and, you know, and go through all the controversy? And then that Comcast deal I just saw, so... Um, Comcast put in a bid mm-hmm. where Disney and Fox had this, you know, had it all accepted and they were getting ready to get it approved. And then Comcast bid something like ten billion more dollars. It was already a yeah. fifty-six yeah, billion dollar deal. Sixty-five billion dollars. Sixty-five and the board. Cash. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not ten billion in stock options yeah. or whatever. And so the board just approved meeting to discuss it this week. So mm-hmm. I. They also have to pay Disney like almost two billion if just that get, deal. Yeah. If if the Disney deal doesn't happen, they got to pay Disney. But that's but that which was Disney basically threw that in there. Yeah, you know, sort of like, well, we're not gonna walk away from the table with that, right? 
but that's just i mean that's just a drop in the bucket like i mean yeah. disney would much rather obviously have yes. all i mean just think about that the the x-men and the fantastic four and, and getting all those and characters. the distribution rights to the original movies yeah I and mean, and just <laughs> and the back catalog of 20th century fox think about all yes. the new remakes and reboots they can do based yeah. on the fox properties you know and, and disney yeah. well and it's i and i think a lot of what's driving it is it just streaming content they want to launch their own platform yes and 20 percent of hulu too and they yes. yeah and they need that they need that content yeah. and and this, the infrastructure yeah i just we're can't. also talking about databases yeah and server farms yeah and um networking and all of that other like yeah. all basically you know all the it and is sure. stuff that, that they're also going to be yeah I really hope that Comcast, I hope they come up with a deal. Comcast can take all the TV networks and all the sports or whatever they want to get because they're a television company primarily. Take all the television type stuff and give Disney the movies. Like, I hope. Yeah, I, I, just, w- I wonder if they work out a deal like that, yeah. you know, to where it's like, look, you want it for sports. Yeah. We want it for this. Disney doesn't want Fox News. Yeah, Give exactly. Right. Yeah. So just all the television <laughs> because networks. They're like, they're like, Ugh. yeah. Because yeah. then Comcast <laughs> doesn't have to pay anybody for the channels. They're yeah. their channels, so yeah. they can charge for them, make all the profit. I mean, I just hope they work out a deal. I, I would ultimately, I'm a proponent of the Disney purchase, but if they, if Comcast is going to have to get in the mix, hopefully they work it out. I just want to see, like, mm-hmm. I mean, what is Comcast going to do with X-Men and Fantastic? I mean, all they're going to do is start their own bad, you know, maybe bad, mm. you know, saga yeah. or trilogy or whatever. And I mean, oh, I would just love to see these characters come home to MCU. It would be nice. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we'll see what happens with that one. But Solo has made another 140-ish overseas, bringing it over $325 million worldwide. But um, I think the budget is up to 220-ish with all the reshoots and everything. And then, yeah. you know, if marketing's another 100, I mean, it's it hasn't even made profit yet. And it's already to number four in the middle of this busy summer. And now we've got Jurassic World coming out next It'd week. It'd be interesting if they re-edited the original version, put it out... <laughs> For comparison's sake, yeah. they would never do it, no. but it would be, you know, yeah. That's that's too yeah. bad. It's too bad. It's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. it is, and it's. I mean, uh, as far as uh, uh, Ron Howard's career goes, I mean, it's a high-grossing film for him. You know, I mean, he's got. I think it was yeah. his best opening weekend ever, wasn't I, it, it? It was. It was yeah. record-breaking for him, and I know that you know it was obviously didn't meet expectations, but it was a personal best for him. Um, you know, for what it's worth, but I mean, it uh, it's made almost as much as Da Vinci Code, and that was a huge uh, domestically, and that was right. a huge film. Uh, the only film domestically that's made more money is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. <laughs> I think it was a hit. That's his number one. So, yeah. anyway, we also getting ready for. A I reboot. think that might have been the highest grossing film of that year. Yeah, wow. it was. It huge. was a monster. It was huge. Jeez. So yeah, it's it's too bad about Solo. So I'm. I uh, who knows what they're going to do next. Number five, Deadpool 2. Talk about a property that is working, though. $8.8 million, a 38% drop in week five. That thing is up to almost $300 million domestic and nearly $400 million overseas. So that's another $700 million and, and on a $110 million budget. That's crazy. I mean, no matter what happens with the purchase, it's like I don't see how they could separate... I mean, not that the character couldn't work, but I mean, they have a movie here that, you know, without MCU is making 700 million and the first one did too. Right. You know, I would, I would think they would almost have to keep this in its, in its contained universe and then Mm -hmm. just do the cameo thing. If he's, you know, pull him into the MCU for a little, you know. Yeah. 
a little five minute sequence yeah. or something because you can't do this at Disney. I mean, it's just you can't make this. Yeah, movie. I, I don't think you'd see the Fox brand go away. I yeah. I, I think you'd still see 20th Century Fox movies because mm. it's it would be Disney's way to keep edgier yeah. films Absolutely. at arm's length from the from the brand. And this is also, I mean, Fox is the sixty billion dollar company. I mean, you can't just be like, oh, we're just absorbing sixty billion dollars worth of company, and they're just going to move into the the backyard of the studios. I mean, right. there's a lot that it takes to run Fox. Yeah. And so I really feel like it would be just, it would be Disney Fox, just like, mm-hmm. you know, Disney Pixar. And yeah. I, I don't see the Fox infrastructure going away. It would just be who owns, you know, who gets the profits. Yeah. So yeah, I could definitely see it continuing, but with these numbers, I mean, this is, this is great that they were able to pull it off because, you know, with, with the success of the first one and it was such a lightning in a bottle, type thing i didn't know if they would be able to recreate it yeah it just it's it's pretty cool to see them do that so kudos to them number six hereditary so that's the movie from last week Uh, it's made another 6.5 million dollars that's a 52 percent drop uh it is up to 26.6 million dollars now no money overseas but also that's a five million dollar budget i think it's something low like that so yeah it's already making money and uh the critics love it and we talked about on the show i it's got a it got a, I think a D plus, D plus. from Cinema Score. <laughs> it's you know, and and we talk. Go listen to that show. I would definitely suggest seeing the movie first. Yeah. It's a very spoiler intensive episode, even more so than normal. Uh, we spoil it right up front because it depends on that. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really well done quote unquote horror movie, and uh, it's just not traditional. It's just not yeah. jump scares all over the place and and trying to freak you out like that. It's it's the mood and the atmosphere that freak you out. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's 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 too bad that it's not doing better because I think the word of mouth has been really just subpar for it uh, outside of the you know horror aficionados and the the movie buffs. So anyway, we'll see how much longer that can stick around. Number seven, the Superfly remake. Tom, did you see that one? I did not. You didn't make it out to that one? Okay. I don't remember if they even screened it for us. I don't, I don't think they did. they did. It's a Sony Pictures one. I don't so, think they did. Yeah. Um, five points. I, you know, I did catch a trailer for it. It looked kind of funny, but I had never seen the original. Uh, $5.8 million. I think Joe saw it, but uh, he thought it was about uh, <laughs> Jimmy <Snuka>. Superfly <laughs> Snuka. Yeah, he was very, very disappointed. Yeah. yeah. He's like, am I in the wrong theater? He's like, I'm all for colorblind casting, yeah. but this seems a yeah. little It was just like two hours of chicken noises. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he wouldn't leave. Right. He would just hold out hope. Yeah. Hope springs eternal. He's going to show up eventually, right? Jimmy, like, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Snuka is going to show up. So it must have had a, a limited opening. I, I see it making five point eight million this weekend, but it is up to eight million dollars domestic. So uh-huh. some sort of limited release. I there. wonder if it opened on Wednesday or something. Or there. yeah, maybe a halfway. I mean, that's pretty good then if it made another three million. Oh, that's true. Whatever, so it probably you know. opened last week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so eight million dollars, no overseas money on that, and I do not have a budget on it. So uh, oh no, I do. Jeez, I do have more budgets the first week than usually are sixteen million. Okay. So well, it says it's week one. So I guess maybe it did open on Wednesday. Yeah, it's possible. So yeah, um, eight eight on a sixteen week one though, and it's already to number seven. So um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they expect uh, you know it to. I mean, because it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like I didn't see previews for this until yeah. it was just coming out. So I don't know if they if they just plan on you know they release it and then they put it on video and it makes you know a ton of right. money um, because I didn't see them promoting it like y- you knew two months from now that this right. Superfly remake was coming out so uh, we will see what happens. Number eight, as we mentioned before, Avengers: Infinity War still making money five point three million dollars is a twenty seven percent drop in week eight. 
Two months in theaters, yeah. 27%. Those are the people who just saw Black Panther on home video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> $664 million domestic, and of course, it's about uh, $1.4 million overseas, so it's broken $2 billion. Uh, Marvel doing it right. That's Absolutely. That's all it's to it. It's, got- an am- it's an amazing cinematic achievement. I know that they're getting their accolades in cash, mm-hmm. but I, I think that... You really got to step back and be like, what is was this, the 17th, 18th movie in this franchise? They haven't made a bad one yet. Yeah, Some no. are certainly better than others, but they haven't mm. flat out made a bad one. But if the, the worst one, I mean, compared to the DC stuff, oh, yeah. I hate to keep bagging on it, but it's, it's just true. Yeah, like, with the exception of Wonder Woman, their worst movie is better yeah. than easily. DC's best movies. Yeah. And, and, uh, but just to, to an undertaking like this, and also, I mean, what other franchise has this many films in it? I mean, you got to go to in the scope of ten years. Well, right. Ten years. And that's, that's that was going to be the, the next part of my thought was like you'd I mean, have James to go to Bond. you'd have to go to James Bond, and it took him fifty right. plus years to get, to what, get there. 20, yeah, seven, and that has a very consistent quality about <gasps> sure. it. I mean, yep. again, some are better than others, but I don't know that they've ever truly made just a flat out bad one. But, but James Bond no. is mostly standalone films. A- absolutely, yes. yeah. So, a lot of times, a new actor always, except for the new stuff, always yeah. a contained single film. Right. Ten years of eighteen films that all link together. I mean, it, outside of superhero stuff, like you said i mean this is just a cinematic yeah. film achievement and it and it's i know that it's kind of based on pre-existing i mean it's not kind of but it's not <laughs> it's not like harry potter where it's a book series sure. with one through line they've been going and like you know cherry picking yeah. certainly like these storylines have been inspired by pre-existing comic book storylines mm-hmm. but they're interconnecting them in ways they didn't interconnect before they're right. taking parts of this and parts of that but who else has done yeah. that 18 times yeah and been successful like it, we'll take this storyline and the best from this and the best from that and to think that you come up with something that is the most good and coherent yeah yeah yes. it, it really is like kevin feige i don't you know there have been rumors since they said that oh kathleen kennedy is stepping down that like kevin feige is going to go and take over star wars and it's like i think he's doing pretty well over here yeah like, I don't know and i don't he, think he could do both at the yeah. same time I, I don't know that he'd want to like you yeah. don't need the money and why risk tarnishing your reputation well, i don't know he, who he also, would uh, i mean i think he still very much you know enjoys yeah well, i mean who wouldn't right, right. <laughs> obviously know? the, he, with the he, he's, he putting his, he's making all this money and the internet doesn't hate him yet right so that's what i'm saying like so even if the position was open and they're offering you great reward and you have the chance to be a part of Star Wars, which I would imagine most people like as a fan themselves would want to do, but also do you want to take the risk yeah. of being in charge of the new Star Wars? Not that's, if I'm Kevin Feige. Yeah. I mean, now J.J. Abrams. Be, yeah, I mean, he already has a career that's kind of <clears throat> muddy to where it's like, yeah, he does some really good stuff, then he does yeah. some stuff for people like, eh, and then he does some good, you know, like... Yeah. I he think he might... I think you might find that he's kind of a better project manager than director. Yeah. And I think he might yeah. serve as having lots of story writers under him, bringing him ideas and then him picking the best parts yeah. and piecing them together. I think that's where you might find JJ Abrams truly excels. Yeah. A yeah. Kev- a Kevin Feige. I think JJ right. yeah. JJ Abrams is not the uh next Steven Spielberg. He is the next Ron Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Howard. And I think, and you got to think about Imagine Entertainment, uh-huh. and and the, to your point, the producing and the you know store, overseeing the story right. and stuff like that. Ron but, Howard is, and I I have a lot of respect for Ron Howard. He's been in a lot of movies I absolutely love. He's not an auteur. No, he's a craftsman, yeah. and that's not an insult. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. because he can make Splash and Night Shift mm-hmm. and Apollo 13 and the Grinch. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the, like he does. Like, but if you sit down and you don't know who directed the movie, if you sit down in front of a Scorsese movie, Tarantino, Spielberg, you can suss out, yeah. oh, I know who made this movie. Of course. You can't with Ron Howard. It's not right. the type of movie. He's there to serve the story. Yeah. And I, I do think in a lot of ways we've become so focused on directors, we don't always see we that you don't necessarily need, need to see the director's imprint on screen, yeah. right? And I think... That's why I think he, and I still think he was an inspired choice to take over Solo. I I think Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know, even though they feel like this movie underperformed, I don't know that anyone could have done a better job than him with that movie, right. w- given the set of circumstances he inherited. I, I, th- I think given the circumstances, like you said, the fact that they made the movie they did, which which I think was a lot of fun, but but not even considering the circumstances, I think it was a lot of fun. But when you see what they went through and the development and how many reshoots there were and the firing of directors and the whatever all happened and all the rumors, it's like, wow, yeah, he made this with all that going on. And yeah, it, it's really impressive. So he's great. I think another one <clears throat> similar to him that I don't think always gets enough credit is Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott yeah. doesn't have, I mean, he can make any type of movie too. Yeah. And, and yeah. he doesn't have a certain style. Like, you know, Tony Scott movie, you know, it was a Tony Scott yeah, movie. Because it was blue. Right. <laughs> but Ridley Scott, though, I mean, he bounces around from doing alien movies to doing, you know, indie or art house type movies to doing action movies. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, he yeah. can do whatever. And, um, you know, and it's crazy how much he's put out sometimes two movies in the same year that are drastically different and still big movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ron Howard. He's a he, and he seems like a nice guy too. Whenever you see like, Ron, I, I listened to an interview with him on with Mark Maron's podcast, yeah. and it was just like when it was over, I was just like, I just want to hang out with Ron Howard, right? Yeah, absolutely. Could see, I hang out with Ron stories, Howard for a while? I mean, just his stories. And he's just like the nicest he's, dude. I seriously, if him and Tom Hanks were in the same room, I think a black hole would form. Yeah. Of niceness, like yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. Seriously, they will, they, we need to kind of keep them separated. Yeah, like I think like <laughs> like the they world was the plane. There would have never been a splash or Apollo thirteen. Yeah, but now we got to keep now them separated. especially <laughs> be on the same plane. Now they're on like America's Dad levels. Like yeah. you know, it's just yeah. yeah. So coming in at number nine, Adrift, uh, which we talked a little bit about last week. Brad Hyen saw it. Uh, it made two point three million dollars, a fifty six percent drop. It is up to twenty seven million dollars now. Uh, eight hundred thousand overseas. So for whatever that's worth, thirty-five million dollar budget. So not quite hitting its goals there. And rounding out the top ten, a movie that's doing quite well for itself. Uh, Book Club made one point seven million, a sixty percent drop in week five. It has made sixty one point eight million dollars now. And uh, there's no money overseas, but um, I mean, that's I, I don't know that I would have ever imagined yeah. book club making sixty million. Yeah, it's the same old story, keyword old, but that there's not a lot of movies for this demo, and it's so true. when they get something, they'll go to it. They might not go to it first weekend, yeah. but they'll go to and it. And they put, I mean, they put the cast is this is, a, uh, what do you call it? Like this is a uh, the <clears throat> super band of right, of yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. This demo, there's a there's a lot of star power on that screen. Maybe yeah. not for our generation, but right. for that generation, absolutely. Yeah, so anyway. probably would have made even more money without Jane Fonda. Oh, that's true. The older there, demographic, that, that older yeah. demographic. There's Hanoi still a lot Jane. of people yeah. are, that are that are like for good or ill. I'm not oh, even arguing that oh, it's yeah. right or wrong. I'm just yes, saying there are there. a lot of older people that are like Jane Fonda can go to hell. I will yeah. not see one of her movies. Yeah. I mean, I'm my age and I don't like Jane Fonda. Yeah. I mean, I, mean just... I I wouldn't avoid a movie because of her, but she 
She irritates me, yeah. but but yeah, yeah, but I'll watch Barbarella all day long. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> what you guys off. say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say Uncle Golden Pond. Pond. Yeah, it's I like, don't want to see Dan's VHS copy of Barbarella. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, just to put this in perspective, you guys, Book Club, Book Club has now made more money domestically than Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'd rather see Book Club than see that movie. I would have again. to base my decision on as someone who's seen them both on running time. Tomb Raider. Mm, it's made more money than Tomb Raider. Really? The video game reboot that was. I think I mean, that did okay. Decent. Yeah. Did it, did it make a hundred million? Domestically, fifty-seven million. Wow. And book clubs at sixty. So I mean, yeah. You look at that. It's just like wow. There's actually some big movies that I mean, Red Sparrow made forty-six, and yeah, as Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know. But yeah, but you would expect you would that think to do better, that yeah. was gonna. Yeah. So it's just uh, crazy to see that movie outperforming. But hey, I mean, they've got a demographic and a niche, and totally worked out. So that's the box office. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. I guess it's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everybody can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Twitter, Dan Graney sixty-seven G R A N E Y. This is Kevin. You can follow. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and listen to show spoilers. Uh, follow it on all the spoilers on Twitter because someone took show spoilers, but that's at all the spoilers. And we are talking about Westworld right now. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or on Twitter at Real Spoilers. Don't forget our Patreon account at uh, patreon.com slash real spoilers and find us on iTunes rate review subscribe so that's it for this one coming up on the next one we will tackle Incredibles 2 until then you've been warned 